The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Shalom everybody. God bless you so much for tuning in. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for such a time as this. We ask that you will inform us by your word, reform us by your love, conform us to your will, and transform us by your power. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed, and the saints of God would say, I believe in Amen. Now at this juncture, I want you to get your Bibles as our customers, your notebooks, your writing pads, your pens, your tablets, and whatever you would need, even as we explore the Word of God together in truth and in spirit. Praise the Lord forevermore. Now ladies and gentlemen, by the special grace of God, we have been enjoying an amazing series which is blessing lives all over the world we entitled it covenant people and today by his special message we would be looking at part three of this life transforming series a series that centers on our covenant positions in christ and the requirements of this covenant in christ we sampled out something one of many covenanted children whose birth was prophesied by angels and his assignment made clear even before he came out of his mother's womb. The Bible speaking says that the angel of the Lord said to the wife of Manoah that this young man or this boy or this unborn child shall be a Nazarite. And as it relates to Nazarites, there were certain things that they were not allowed to do. One of which was the avoidance of strong drink and fermented drink. The reason being that strong drink and fermented drink have the tendency to influence you in ways and in a manner that you wouldn't preferably want to be. In a way and a manner that even the Spirit of God would not permit to be. And so by extension, we as covenanted children of God under the new covenant are to beware of certain ungodly influences. Just like strong and fermented drinks can influence a man negatively, there are certain influences that we need to be mindful of and so we began a topic under the broad heading of covenant people we began to look at the seven ungodly influences and so for the sake of those who are listening to me for the first time i would ad admonish you to look for the message 
covenant people part one and two and be blessed and then you can also continue with this particular message so that you can have a full picture of what we are trying to communicate if you are with me say amen and so the first ungodly influence we noted was the antichrist um it is one of the most controversial subjects amongst scholars and amongst bible students because of a lot of mystery that is shrouded around it first john chapter 4 verse 3 reading from the amplified version the bible says and every spirit that does not confess jesus that is acknowledge that he has come in the flesh but would deny any of the son's true nature is not of god this is the spirit of the antichrist which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world hallelujah and so one of the things we said was that as a child of god you have to be careful that you don't fall into the schemes and the influences of the antichrist and like i said previously the antichrist operates a trinity just like we have the trinity in the godhead i made mention of the system of the antichrist the spirit of the antichrist and the person of the antichrist which god willing we will look at in detail some other time and so the antichrist is any system that doesn't acknowledge christ any certain that does not acknowledge jesus as lord any scope that undermines his sovereignty his lordship and his godship is an antichrist system and ladies and gentlemen sadly this system has infiltrated our educational systems our political system our health system it's in our media it's in our schools it's in our hospitals it's in our homes it's in our communities sadly it is also in some churches and so you need to be careful of the system of the antichrist any certain any scope any form of system that undermines that doesn't acknowledge the lordship of jesus christ is an antichrist system hallelujah and so we need to be mindful of it number two we spoke about another ungodly influence that as covenanted children of god we need to be mindful of and that is low self-esteem low self-esteem judges chapter 6 verse 15 reading from the new living translation but lord gideon replied how can i rescue israel my clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of manasseh and i am the least in my entire family hallelujah now gideon in this context was being influenced by a certain low self-esteem and for that matter he wasn't able to you know temporarily rise up to the occasion he wasn't able to heed to the call of god upon his life he wasn't able to take up the assignment that god had put upon his destiny and this is the story of many 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 thousands hundreds of thousands of people if not millions of christians scattered 
across the globe who for reasons of low self-esteem have not been able to take up their cross and follow Jesus who for reasons of low self-esteem have divorced themselves from the ministry that God has given to them and the service that the Spirit of God requires them to render to the body of Christ. Many people are influenced by low self-esteem. Many people shy away from the things of God because of low self-esteem. Many people have forsaken their assignments because of inferiority complex. When you interrogate many prostitutes, many gays, many lesbians, armed robbers, and every other social misfit that you know, one thing is a denominator. Many of them are battling with low self-esteem. And so they want to find themselves, you know, in an entourage that would give them a certain head lift. They are battling with serious issues of low self-esteem. And low self-esteem stems out of a lack of knowledge of who you are in Christ and what he has made you. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, God wants us to be bold. He wants us to be bold about our convictions in him. He wants us to be bold about our revelations about him and then our love for him. Low self-esteem should never influence a child of God. The Bible speaking in the book of Proverbs says, the righteous are as bold as a lion hallelujah the third ungodly influence that we as covenanted children of god must be mindful of is also captured in matthew chapter 15 verse 3 and in mark chapter 7 verse 9 the third ungodly influence is culture culture matthew 15 verse 3 reading from the new living translation jesus replied and why do you by your traditions violate the direct commandments of god your traditions your culture let's look at mark chapter 7 verse 9 and he said unto them full well ye reject the commandments of god that ye may keep your own tradition so people are ready to maintain their cultures rather than heeding to the commandments of god Culture is simply a way of life, like we already know. Culture is simply a way of life. So, before any man becomes born again or before any man comes into Christ, everybody had their way of doing things, their way of handling issues. Now, by culture, I am not just limiting it to nationalism, tribalism, and ethnicism. All right? These are not what I'm talking about. Of course. Um, they also have a bearing on what we are talking about, but we are not limiting it to nationalism, tribalism, and what? Ethnicism. We are talking about your own way of life. That is your tradition. How you handle issues, your viewpoint, your perspective on how things should be done. There is a way it limits the power of God and the influence of the Spirit of God in your life. There is a way, your way of doing things. You know, there are Christians who are, whose decision-making is not influenced by the word. It is influenced by how they see life and their perceptions about life, their philosophies and, you know, their training and understanding. Many have not subjected their reasonings and their culture to the scrutiny of God's word. 
hallelujah so before you became born again you had a way of handling issues especially for example when someone offends you for example there was a way you handled issues like that do you still handle issues like that or you now handle them the biblical way which says that do not let the sun go down on your anger is that your new way of doing things or you are still stuck in doing things the way you want them to be there are people who come to church who come with their ideologies and live with their ideologies they don't allow the word of god to have a free course in their lives hallelujah when we accepted jesus christ he became our way of life the bible says that jesus is the way he is not a way he is the way so once you come into christ jesus becomes your way of life you do things as he would for the bible speaking in first john chapter 4 says as he is so are we in this world so you do things as he would not as you want not as you used to and i believe strongly that it is something that we need to look at very very well it is said that when you go to rome you do what the romans do in the same line when you come to christ you do what jesus does the fourth opposition the fourth how do you call it the fourth um, influence that we need to be mindful of as believers is opposition 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 numbers chapter 14 verse 1 reading from the new king james version and verse 4 also from the new king james version so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and the people wept that night verse 4 so they said to one another let us select a leader and return to egypt how did this come about this was after joshua and caleb went to spy the promised land and came back with reports that there were giants mighty mighty men and because of this opposition people began to reorient themselves they forgot about the miracles of god they forgot about the word of god the covenant of god the power of god that was displayed in egypt and everything and then the bible says that after they wept and lamented and murmured they began to select leaders who would take them back to egypt many times people are influenced by oppositions and know what the word of god says god's word had already come that he was taking them to a promised land a land flowing with milk and honey god demonstrated his commitment to his word by signs and wonders in egypt and then the deliverance that came forth but yet in the face of a little opposition these people were ready to pack bag and baggage and go back why they were influenced by the opposition and not by their position in christ they were influenced by the position opposition and not what god had said and not even what god had done when your plans and vision change at the slightest opposition you are opposition driven there are a lot of people that are opposition driven once there is a little challenge they change the directions of their sale their commitment dwindles they are literally driven or opposition driven and as children of god 
we are supposed to be spirit driven and not opposition driven hallelujah we are supposed to be what spirit driven and not opposition driven time will fail us to make mention of people that have totally abandoned their assignments because of oppositions god makes ways through the seas he has the ability to move mountains and has even given us a faith that moves mountains and so as a child of god you shouldn't be influenced by oppositions you should be influenced by your position in christ have you forgotten about the three hebrew boys there was a fire that was ready to roast them if only they would give up on their god and renounce their faith in god but they were not driven or influenced by the opposition they stood their grounds and god came for them may god raise believers that would stand that would not be opposition driven but will be position driven in jesus precious name so this was just by way of recap and so number five we want to look at the faith ungodly influence that we need to be mindful of and it is called habitation somebody say that with me say habitation deuteronomy chapter 7 we are going to be reading from verse 1 to 4 deuteronomy chapter 7 from verse 1 to 4 reading from the new king james version the bible says when the lord your god brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you the Hittites and the Gigashites, and the Amorites and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. Verse 2 And when the Lord your God delivers them to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them or show them mercy. Verse 3 Nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. Verse 4 For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. Now, this was God speaking to the children of Israel who had left Egypt and were destined to find themselves in the promised land. On their journeys, they were going to meet several people. On their journeys, they were going to have several tents built along the way. And they were going to come into the habitations of people that don't know God. And so God was forewarning them that be mindful of your habitations during this journey. Be mindful of the people you associate with and the people you mingle with. Because not just yourself, but even your sons and children, those born and unborn, can be affected by decisions of this nature ladies and gentlemen your habitation can become a very strong influence in your life simply because majority of people living in that community are engaged in a particular act if care is not taken you will find yourself in the same your habitation can influence your habits this is why even in Ghana specifically, certain locations are known to produce certain kinds of people. It is general knowledge that once a man or woman is coming from a certain location, there is a certain orientation they have about life. 
there is a certain character trait that you can trace from all of them why because they contracted that character and attitude because of their habitation they developed that habit because of their habitations hallelujah for example people that grow in slums are wired differently from people that grow in developed communities and localities the upbringing of somebody in a slum cannot be compared to somebody who is brought up in an estate it is not possible am i saying somebody from an estate cannot be wayward why not and am i saying that somebody from a slum cannot be upright why not but when you compare the percentages there is a greater likelihood that a child that was raised in a slum is less likely to be upright hallelujah why because your habitation can influence your habit so god was telling them that listen don't get married to them don't give your children to them for marriage because they would cause you to serve other gods they now god was saying this against the background of the fact that these people had seen the signs and the wonders of god they had seen the power of god the finger of god the might of god and yet god was not even banking on all of that because there is something your habitation does to your habits many people didn't know how to do certain things they learned it from their communities many children these days are being you know uh, uh as it were influenced negatively why because of the communities they find themselves and so in lieu of this ladies and gentlemen we must be mindful of the environment and surroundings we find ourselves there are places a child of god shouldn't go you shouldn't go there are places a child of god shouldn't visit there are places you see when god created man in the beginning he put him in a certain location in a certain place he called it eden and that was where the presence of god would usually come and interact with man there is a place that every child of god must always find yourself it is the presence of god hallelujah we must be mindful of the places we go to our surroundings even the atmospheres we find ourselves in hallelujah why because your habitation can influence your habits what did i say your habitations can influence your habits so another ungodly influence we have to be careful of is habitation there are certain parts of the world today where churches are not allowed to thrive where christians are being persecuted where lesbianism and gayism is on the rise like never before these practices are peculiar to certain locations hallelujah and so as much as possible we must be careful of these kinds of habitations when god blesses you one of the things that you have to prioritize is where you stay occasionally you can visit the deprived areas and all of that to share the word of god with them to evangelize but to live there you see there was something living in sodom and gomorrah did to lot it was only by the grace of god that lot was able to survive and raise children that were virgins in such a neighborhood 
But the Bible speaking says that when the angels of God entered the house of Lot, there were people standing at his door, ready to have intercourse with these men. And the Bible mentions children as being part of the people at the door. What happened? The habitation of Sodom and Gomorrah had infiltrated their minds, their hearts, their character and attitude. So when God blesses you, one of the things you need to prioritize is where you stay, where you raise your family. It is priority. Many times people feel like living in some of these communities is pride and luxury. No. No. There are certain places you have to go to where you know you know the atmosphere is quiet and serene. Hallelujah. These are things you need to prioritize. You can't raise and live in a noisy environment for the rest of your life. If you don't have the means now, believe God for it. Prioritize where you stay, where you spend most of your time. Prioritize it and you would see a difference in your life. Hallelujah. Number six, we are talking about the seven ungodly influences. Number six is oppression. 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 Luke chapter 8, 27 and then we'll read 29. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Luke chapter 8 verse 27 and then we will jump to verse 29. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. Verse 29. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bones and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, sons and daughters, oppression is real. And when I talk about oppression, we are talking about, you know, when a force higher than you coerces you to do things against your will, that is oppression. When a force higher than you, stronger than you, mightier than you, coerces you to do things against your will, you are being oppressed. It is when a force higher than you takes over your being for its pleasure, you are being oppressed. Brothers and sisters, there are dark spiritual forces that influence the actions and inactions of people. Believe this. There are dark spiritual forces that influence the actions and inactions of people. Many times people who do things that they do, do not really want to do them. And so the other day the Apostle Paul speaking says that the things that I want to do, I don't. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. He says, I find another law at work in my members. In other words, at work in my body, at work in my soul. Oppression is real and it is one of the strongest forms of ungodly influences. When evil spirits, dark forces take over your mind, take over your soul, take over your emotions and begin to manipulate it to their pleasure. When a spirit takes hold of a man or woman, it begins to act out its attribute. For example, many liquids take the shape of the objects in which they are put. Hallelujah. Before these liquids are poured, for example, into rubbers, 
these rubbers don't have a very definite shape but once the liquid is poured into them it begins to take shape that is how it works sometimes when an evil spirit or a dark spirit takes over somebody the person begins to take the shape of the spirit so you find them acting out it is not them it is the spirit acting out its desires its cravings its you know its appetites through the person and sadly many people are oppressed without knowing there are a lot of people being oppressed but they feel they own their emotions a lot of people don't own their emotions they don't own their minds they may speak grammar and queen elizabeth english but they are being oppressed they don't own their thoughts a spirit has taken over them and is causing them to act the way they should as children of god the bible says that we are seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers and host of spiritual darkness in heavenly places we cannot be oppressed a child of god cannot be oppressed why because we are far above oppression the bible says that he that is from above is above all including dark spirits and so having this consciousness must be backed by prayer and the application of other principles that will keep demons at bay you know there are things that you do that give evil spirits access to you we must orient ourselves with these things and ensure that at all costs and at all times we are not giving the devil a foothold in our lives and in our affairs people that fall into this category cannot be advised you can't advise them what they need is deliverance what they need is deliverance and so looking at the story the scripture we read the bible says that this man because of the oppression of evil spirits he had demons for a long time he wore no clothes and so no amount of advice would put clothes on his body he didn't live in the house but in tombs so people that are under the influence of evil spirits they they like going to you know strange places strange places they can't stay at home they can't stay at church they have this vagabond you know attitude they can't stay in a relationship they can't stay in a job they can't stay in a church they can't stay in marriage why they are under oppression the bible says he was kept under guard bound with chains and shackles and he broke the bonds and was driven by demons into the wilderness why ungodly influences the influence of dark forces oppression anybody listening to me right now i pray for you that if in any case you have come under any oppressive power may the finger of god bring you deliverance right now may the finger of god bring you emancipation right now in the mighty name of the lord jesus ladies and gentlemen the last and final ungodly influence that you and i must be mindful of is what i call last genesis chapter 3 verse 6 reading from the new king james version so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she took up its fruit and ate she also gave to her husband with her and he ate hallelujah so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she took of it and she ate 
last is one of the challenges that every child of God must deal with. It will surprise you how many people are driven by lust, how many people are influenced by lust. From pastors to prophets to evangelists to apostles to choristers to ushers to prayer warriors, all kinds of people. And the drive and the motivation behind what they do and what they don't do is lust. 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 They are driven by what they see. They are driven by pleasure and pleasantries. There are people who just love pleasure. They love pleasure so much. They love fun. They love fanfare. They love merrymaking, even the Mary herself. They are driven by desires. Once they want something, they must get it. Once it is desirable, it is pleasant. The Bible says that we have freedom to all things, but not all things edify. Too much pleasure can destroy you. Hallelujah. When she saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, even though God had said they shouldn't eat. You know, there are people who would disobey God's word just to have their pleasure. Just to have their pleasure. They are ready to disobey God so they can have pleasure. That is the kind of pleasure we are talking about. There is a kind of pleasure that God gives us in Christ, that we enjoy in Christ within the borders of our salvation. Then there is another kind of pleasure that contradicts the word of God, that kills your fire, that takes you from God, that, you know, it, it, it defeats your, your mentality, it builds guilt and all of that in you. These are the kinds of pleasure we need to avoid. Sexual pleasure, name them. We must at all costs avoid them until they are done on the right foundations and on the right, you know, premises. Praise the Lord. Look at Psalm 81 verse 11. He says, But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none of me. Verse 12. So I gave them up to their own hearts. Last. I gave them up to their own hearts. Last. And they walked in their own counsels. So God said that these people will not listen to him. They will not hearken to his voice. They will not have nothing to do with his voice. All they were concerned about was their heart's lust. In other words, the lust of their heart, their desires, their pleasure, and uh, what you know, all these things. And so the Bible says God left them to walk in their own lust until the lust began to destroy them. Don't forget how the children of Israel were craving for meat. And the Bible says God gave them so much meat that it began to come out of their nose. They ate so much meat that it began to destroy them. May you and I not get to a day where God will leave us to our last. Because no matter the voice of God that comes to us, the caution of the Spirit, the rebuke of the Spirit, what we are doing is what we keep on doing. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And so ladies and gentlemen, under the caption of covenant people, we have looked at seven ungodly influences that you as a child of God must not be influenced by. Taking our cue from the fact that Samson, a covenanted child of God, and Nazarite for that matter, was not supposed to take strong drink and fermented drink because 
of the influence it was going to have on his life. Ladies and gentlemen, in a similar fashion, we need to be mindful of the spirit and the system of the Antichrist, number one. Number two, we need to be mindful that we are not being driven by low self-esteem. Number three, we need to be mindful of our culture, not just about ethnicism, uh, you know, tribalism, and uh, how do you call it, nationalism, and even the way we do our things, our pre-oriented ways of doing things, we need to be mindful of the same. Number four, we should be careful of opposition. We shouldn't be driven by opposition, be driven by the word of God. Be driven by the promises of God. Be driven by the prophecies of God. Number five is our habitations. We should ensure that we are not being influenced by our habitations. You can find yourself in a company where evil and you know um, insincerity is the order of the day. Would you be inflicted or afflicted or influenced by the insincerity in the system? Or you will try to be the salt of that system number six number six oppression the influences of evil and demonic spirits we need to prayerfully guard against it and then number seven last 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 wherever you are begin to pray begin to pray you want to pray and you are saying you are submitting the entirety of your being to the influence of the Holy Spirit and the influence of the Holy Spirit alone. You will not be influenced by the Spirit and the system of the Antichrist. You will not be influenced by low self-esteem. You will not be influenced by ungodly cultures. You will not be influenced by oppositions. You will not be influenced by habitations, ungodly habitations for that matter. You will not be influenced by demonic oppressions. You will not be influenced by lust. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he would flee. This very hour, we submit the totality of our being to the influences of the Spirit, to the sweet influences of the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, wherever you are, continue to pray. Continue to pray. Mali gobo shande kepalahayas. Rabando sheli vihiski vraniates. Libaru shagima hesku vamamia sedis. Makumbe leheske veliatai. Thanks for listening. We hope you were blessed by this message. For this and more, follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook. And remember to share this message with friends and loved ones. Stay connected. We celebrate you.